episode 152 of Divide Our Werewolves. We um, had a small technical difficulty uh, last night where Skype decided uh, that it was not going to allow Mitch and I to talk to one another, and then Discord decided the same thing. Yeah. It was just like, and the world ain't ready for y'all tonight. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and last night was a makeup of the show we missed yeah. last week because of COVID. Because so. of COVID, yeah. So it was just like, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was, I was bummed. And I came downstairs yeah. and I said to my wife, "I'm going to handle this like a mature and adult and have another drink." And that's what I did. And then I woke up this morning and was like, <laughs> "A mature adult would not have made that decision." <laughs> that's okay. It's a good way to start your Monday. Um. All right, so we have lots to talk about. Um, uh, we're going to get into Jordan Peele's latest, and then we got some good, uh, after a kind of a, uh, I guess what you would consider um, a uh, dry spell on Shudder for exclusives, um, a couple of good uh, good films on that service. But but real quick, I, f- I finally was able to see um, Black the Black Phone, um, which... Uh, now the one difference between when when you saw it and when I saw it, I I actually had not, never seen a trailer, um, mm. so I didn't have anything kind of spoiled. I I knew the basic like plot of the movie um, mm. just from reading reviews of it, but um, I didn't have anything spoiled. So I need to go back and watch the trailer because it seemed like a pretty straightforward film. So sure. yeah. uh, I can only imagine that the trailer just like you said kind of fucked everything up. Um, and I mean, I I agree with you 100. percent I think it was a it was a perfectly fine movie. Um, I don't it, I don't think it was scary at all. I mean, unless yeah. you're just kind of putting yourself in the shoes of uh, you know Finney uh, yeah. and the other guys there. I feel like um, I feel like it, it felt like a, a movie though that like, and I'll have to read the story because I, either I haven't read it or it's been so long since I've read it that I don't remember. But mm. I feel like there was stuff in the movie that may have been explained more in the book um, because of the way they talked about stuff like, you know, one of the, the boys makes a, a reference saying that the grabber there, he can hear the phone, he just ignores it. And I, it was, did they touch on that more in the story? No, no. Uh, most of the stuff once once Finney's in the basement, most of that stuff is almost verbatim from the story. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The only the main difference being that I think, and it's been it's only been what a month since I've read it, and I'm already yeah. like, wait, was there only one ghost? I think there was only one ghost in the book instead okay. of instead of several. Gotcha. Um, but the stuff with the mom, mm-hmm. the, the daughter having powers or whatever and mm-hmm. shit, like all that was not in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. The dad wasn't really in the book. Mm -hmm. Like it it was pretty much just, um, the, the kid at the baseball field, the first kid that got taken. Yeah. The book kind of opened with that and then, and then Finn, Finney, and then that was it. Like it, it goes, like I say, this is a really short story. Oh, so they, they, they fleshed it out a lot or added to it, I should say. Right, and I, I thought most of the decisions that he made actually worked, and mm-hmm. in, in order to ter- turn that into a, a feature film, I thought you know it was it was good, it was surprisingly good because a lot of times I don't I don't particularly care for you know when they stray from the story that much or the source material. Yeah, um, you know, and, and if especially if like there's not enough material there for it to be a feature, then just don't make that a feature, you know. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just just from some of the stuff that happened in the book, that I was sitting there like, wait. 
that's weird. Like, you know, that's not explained, but like there was, you know, some things and I was just like, huh, it's just kind of, gla- you know, glazed over or glanced over. And then the movie actually took some of those ideas and, and like I said, gave the sister like her premonitions or whatever and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, it made more sense to be honest in the movie than the stuff going on in the story a lot of times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, cause I was talking to my wife about it and I was like, it, it's, it's scary in the same way that like, Stand by me. It was scary. It was like mm. there's some like, disturbing stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not like and I said. You never once were like, "Oh, this kid's gonna die in this space." No, exactly. <laughs> like, that was kind of my thing. It's like for as cool of a villain as the grabber is aesthetically, like he looks super cool in the movie, yeah. whereas the book is just a fat dude in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Um, I really dug the look, but he really didn't do shit. Like, yeah. We're being honest. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he he had done things, but by the time we get to him, he doesn't really do a whole lot. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely afraid of him more for what the ghosts are telling Finn than mm-hmm. you are because of anything you've seen him do other than just, you know, sit there and look. Sit in a fucking chair and look scary. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was an enjoyable watch. Um, okay, let's um, let's get into... Uh, this is Guar mm-hmm. next. Um, so this is Guar um, debuted on Shutter this this past Thursday. Um, it's pretty lengthy. You know, it's over two hours, two and a half hours, I think. Uh, it wasn't though. Um, I noticed that too. The run. Uh, oh, it wasn't. No, the runtime says it's like uh, 150, 150 minutes. minutes yeah. But it's actually an hour and 50 minutes. I think they just kind of fucked that up because I, oh. I was watching. I was okay. like, man, how much more could they talk about? This has got 40 minutes left. Like, no, okay. it's over. <laughs> so. oh, all right. Well, never mind then. Um, so I only know Guar just tangentially, tangentially, just by. I mean, I know of them because I knew they were barbarians, space barbarians from space. Yes. Uh, right. You know, I knew that I knew all the stuff with the costumes. Um, I never heard, as far as I know, never heard any of their music, did not know anything about the history of the band. Um, so for me, it was very interesting just to kind of see how it all came together, but, but you've been a fan for a while. So did, did you learn stuff from, Oh, so much. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, thankfully I am not, you know, they kind of talked about this in the, the, well, I mean, it was good for them, but they talked about it in the doc, how, kind of Beavis and Butthead kind of broke them yeah. to the world. You know, they were they were known as, you know, as a metal band, if you liked metal and stuff. But it's it's like even when he said MTV wasn't sure what to do with the videos. They're yeah. like, where the hell do we put this? Right. You know, when you see these guys. Right. Um, but I learned, like, because, you know, back then, like, 91, like, when I first saw them, I obviously felt, uh, they're, like, everything about them is, like, my shit, right? Like, yeah. They're just like I love the costumes, the music. I like I like the music, um, but there there were no outlets for me to go and like research anything on them or, right. or you know I was I would be lucky to walk into a store and find a CD. You know it was like yeah. it's not like they were such a big deal that you know they were in every record store in Alabama. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so, um, so when they talked about um, America must be destroyed, mm-hmm. that was the first. Um, the first the first song I heard was The Road Behind, which is one of their ballads, funnily mm. enough. Like I was like, What in the fuck am I looking at? Like what is this why is this weird fucking like you know this monster singing this? Song I was gonna song? say, I, like, I cannot imagine them performing a ballad. Right. 
it's a, but it's a fantastic song. And so I was like, I have, I need to know more about this. I need, I need this record. I need to hear all the other songs and stuff like that. And so I luckily found that one, but you know, I don't even think the, the next, maybe the next two I was able to find after that. And then, you know, then Beavis and Butthead happened and you could get all their stuff. And so I went back and got scum dogs and, you know, other mm. you know, earlier stuff, but yeah, it was not, not such an easy thing to, to know about that kind of thing back then. And so this, everything about this, I was just like, Holy shit. Like I loved it. Like I was so, you know, being a fan. Um, and, and you kind of now, you know, I know way more about them than I did back then, obviously, cause I had the internet, but mm-hmm. But even then, you know, just seeing that footage, you know, I've never, you know, I never would have gotten the chance to see those old VHS tapes of when they were first starting off and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, like, it was so cool to see that, just knowing what I do know. And then at the same time, I was like, there was so much shit I had no idea about. So, yeah, like the, the the Grammy nomination, I thought was, was hilarious <laughs> yes. where, you know, yes. here they get they get nominated <laughs> for a Grammy and they're told no costumes so of course right. they're like uh yeah costumes <laughs> and then just you know go to the the red carpet you know yeah. dressed up as as their characters um and then get kicked off the red carpet and then yep. go and sit there <laughs> just like in tuxedos like knowing we're not gonna win like there's just no way right. in hell we're gonna win and then of course they don't um and then just this you know i think people think that like you know it's kind of expected that if you're nominated for like an Oscar or a Grammy or a, you know an Emmy that 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 then is going to kind of propel your mm. career forward um and for them you know it really didn't but in in part because the the, the tensions within the band and the competing yeah. visions and and Dave Brocky basically just being like like you know and they tell that story about how you know they were signing with um it's a metal blade or metal blade. Yeah. And then metal blade was getting bought out by, um, time Warner mm-hmm. and they had the, whatever, kill fuck baby or whatever it's called. Baby dick, baby dick, fuck, baby dick, fuck <laughs> on the record. And they're like, we can't have this. So just ditch the song. And, you know, I'm sure everybody in the band would have been like, yeah, who cares? Like we could actually get paid, <laughs> right. but you know, Dave Brogge just being like, Nope, we're not, we are not, uh, sacrificing the artistic integrity of, baby dick fuck <laughs> and that was that and it's like you know i i felt like you know there was there's just a lot of ground to cover mm-hmm. so like some of those moments where I, I where there was clearly tension in the band in terms of like how things should have gone they they just kind of skimmed the surface of um you know like the one guy um was it Hunter, the guy who leaves the band? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, when, when he's, you know, so, so so they tell this story about how, you know, he had been doing all this merchandise and he had been kind of, he had this money put aside from the sales of merchandise and they found out about it and they, they to them, he was skimming money off the top and he was like, well, I, it's all my merch, so, you know. And just they're like, so they kick me out of the band. And then they go to this other guy and he's like, we did not kick him out of the band. That is not how that conversation went. And then you're like, and then they just kind of drop it. So you're like, okay, well, what, like you almost want, and I I mean, obviously this isn't like a, you know, an Oprah reunion show where they get a chance to hash it out. But Mm -hmm. you, you, like those moments, you kind of want to be like, well, what did happen? Like, like what, who's, what did people say? And I mean, if it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago, who even knows if they would remember anyway? Um, 
but you know that type of stuff you're just kind of like i i personally wanted to kind of hear more about some of that stuff to to really get to an understanding of um well yeah i you know i knew that you know brocky was always like and i love the dude don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. like i could also see being in the group with him how his showmanship and his you know yeah. his, his not necessarily wanting anyone else to have the spotlight and that stuff like that kind of yeah. would obviously cause tension and so i knew some of that stuff but i didn't know to the degree like how bad like when uh when they were on um joan rivers or whatever oh it was, yeah i had no idea about that you know yeah. i knew you know he obviously was but he was always like any time that i saw him he was always the mouthpiece of the band that i just assumed that was understood and i didn't i didn't know that he was taking lines directly from the wouldn't even let the other guy talk stuff like that like i I didn't know any of that yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like i i think that you know in order for i mean you know it's not just a it's not just a band right like i mean there's a bunch of people who had very Mm -hmm. distinct you know vision for what they were doing and unfortunately you know they kind of took advantage of a bunch of people to make that vision come to life but but they still you know they knew that this is what we are and it and it was going to require a lot of you know create creative work physical work you know mm-hmm. artistic work all that stuff um so you know anytime you'd have that situation where you have that many people you're going to have people button heads right um there's not going to be folks that are just like yeah whatever i'll put all this shit on and <laughs> yeah. play play my guitar while fake you know semen sprays out of my foam cod piece yeah cool whatever man you know um yeah but um you know it was it was really was kind of fascinating to watch though to see you know how it started and what their you know original costumes look like and then when you kind of see in the later con concerts like even though it, it, you know, it's funny because what were they talking about? You know, where they had like the the, the singing toilet and everything, and they're like, mm-hmm. we were all over the place. And then they show like later shows, and there's like a mech and an alien getting cut in half, and all that. And right. I'm like, this is not all over the place because this doesn't seem <laughs> particularly focused. <laughs> but um, you know, when you see the level of, you know, creativity and and yeah. and technical skill that you would have to that would go into that night after yeah. night you know show it's after also, show it's um, also incredibly impressive that they put on the same show regardless of where they're playing right so they go to somewhere like the masquerade where mm-hmm. they're on this tiny stage and wow. they're still bringing out dinosaurs and mix yeah. and <laughs> like it's it's a it's an amazing show and i've seen them you know in in big venues and i've seen them in like i said the masquerade and where i was on the like on the barricade right up front and yeah. it's the same show yeah because one way they said they were playing the tabernacle and i was like yeah. i wonder if there's one in atlanta i'm like that's not a big place right. <laughs> yeah they have played the tabernacle yes yeah it's a great place i love that i love that venue but it's yeah. not big by any stretch of the imagination for i'll tell you especially that. for as many people as there would have been on stage at, at once right yeah, for you know, for the bands that I like, that's kind of that is kind of the step up for the masquerade. That is kind of the big time. Yeah. Um, you know, the tickets go from from twenty bucks to like forty bucks when you right. go, you know, that that next level. But yeah, yeah Gar has played there. Yeah. But um, but it was it was interesting to see. I mean, it's it's funny though because the one thing they didn't really get into all that much is the music. Like you didn't really yeah. hear any music at all. Like I think you 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 would have an understanding of kind of what type of music it is just by the context yeah, you know, of it but you never yes. really hear much 
Right. And I was actually glad about that. You know, I, I was, you know, the name of it's This Is Guar. And I was worried it was going to be a lot of fans, you know, and fan interviews or, you know, just oh, like people, okay. out, people at concerts. And, you know, that's a lot of times when you, you get this kind of thing. And I think that the history of the band is so much more interesting than, you know, we talked about that before when you do these, these like documentaries, but they're more like, here's evil dead fans in their homes showing you their evil dead shit. And I'm like, I don't care about any of this. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to listen to a bunch of, you know, metalheads. I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm one of them and I love Guar, but nobody wants to hear me talk about how much I love Guar. Right. You know, not, not for an hour and 50 minutes, especially. So, right. Right. So I was like, as soon as I saw that old footage and stuff, I was like, Oh, this is going to be really good. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and it was, there, there's a lot to get into because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, there's just, you're very small. They have a very loyal fan base, but mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, there's a reason this is on Shutter and not like HBO Max or right. yes. you know Hulu or something, right? It's right. still a niche. Interest. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it got made in the first place was great, and and was able to get there. But um, you know, for me, it was fascinating just to kind of see how how it all came together because I had no background, no understanding at all. So so it was mm. very it was very cool. Cool. I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. I hope more. I hope people give it a shot because, like yeah. I said, even if you don't like the music, there's no denying that their their show is an absolute spectacle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when they showed everybody up front, just thrilled to yes. just have everything sprayed on them yes. and all. That. Well, yeah, which is accurate because it's typically hot as fuck in those shows, and oh, everything yeah. they spray you with is ice cold. So actually. While your clothes are being ruined, and uh, you know that shit will stain you, like the blood and stuff. Like it yeah. takes a couple of days to wash all that shit off, but it feels so fucking good in the moment. You don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and this is the thing with the documentary opens, and it's like the guy setting up the tanks with the yeah. with the easily. You know, he's got the um, the uh, the uh, not the oxygen, but the pressurized gas tanks and the hose, mm. and <laughs> and you know he's pulling the, putting the. Um, uh, hypoallergenic, FDA-approved food dye in, <laughs> right, and you're just right. like, well, what is this for? I thought it was like, dude, I thought he was setting up something for like flash pots or something. And then they showed it like spraying all over people. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, uh, definitely check that one out. I should say, uh, directed by uh, Scott Barber, whose whose work I'm I'm unfamiliar with. Um, yeah, same. Actor, director. Um, so this is only his second uh, documentary. His first one of the Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. Mm-hmm. So you know, in terms of like people getting splashed with strange fluids, definitely uh, yeah. some parallels there. Also, but, some uh, some surprising uh, uh, celebrity fan guests yeah. that appear and talked about how much they like Gore. <laughs> Thomas yeah. Lennon kind of was like, I was like, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the next one we're going to talk about also a uh, Shutter. Uh, I don't know if it's a Shutter exclusive or that's just um, where it is. Um, this was a movie I'd never heard anything about. I don't know if you had heard about it no, prior to no. to Shutter, and that is uh, it's called Bloody Hell. Um, uh, directed by Alistair Grierson, was written by Robert Benjamin, um, starring Ben O'Toole um, as uh, Rex, 
um, Meg Fraser as Aaliyah. Um, so basically, <laughs> Ben O'Toole, uh, I'd never seen him. And as far as I know, I don't know if I've seen him in anything before. Um, I'll have to, to look him up. But um, he, he's got... He's got a personality to him. I'll tell you that. Um, that that guy was like uh, somebody. Like he he looked at the the state of the universe and decided that a Ryan Reynolds, um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. hybrid was yeah. what the world needed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so he 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 plays he plays this guy named Rex who uh, was. Uh, you know, in a bank and uh, had had served in the military, was in a bank. All we know is that the bank gets robbed, uh, and then through his actions, he stops the bank robbers, but someone dies. And uh, they want to put him away for a while. He ends up taking eight years, comes out, and on a lark, decides to go to Finland, um, where he gets caught up in this uh, kind of supernatural... Uh, family of uh you know cannibals and and whatnot um the the movie's kind of all over the place in part because he he talks to himself but when he talks to himself there's literally he's there um like he's talking to himself uh but i i thought it worked i i i enjoyed Mm -hmm. the movie quite a bit um in part i don't know if it's just because i was surprised i was actually watching something good on shutter because like (laughs) we talked about before like i'd watched you know the third day which was terrible the long night which was terrible you know i'd watch a bunch of stuff that just outside of just like the classics um that just were not very good so then this starts up and i'm like what is this and it's like i you know i laughed out loud a couple times the story there's not a lot to it but um i like the banter between him and himself um yeah the dialogue was surprisingly good and i didn't expect that going in and then mm -hmm. like this one definitely steers more towards the comedy side of comedy horror and actually it works for the most part i laughed at lots of stuff so yeah yeah, yeah. There's and there's a couple. Say, I don't want to spoil. It, but there's a couple physical comedy scenes later on in the movie. Yes. Um, as he's trying to to get out of the house, that actually yes. were, were quite funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it was. I think the biggest thing for me was how much of a surprise it was. Yeah. Um, because it did not. You know, when you looked at the 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 poster it it does not mm-hmm. look at all like it's like him with a shotgun and then when they show right. on shutter it's like this girl like running through the woods and you're just kind of and then they're like you know the the you know there was like you know the tagline is about this guy you know fleeing you know his personal hell and they don't make it seem yeah. at all like it'd be something no. funny <laughs> right yeah the the the, the little description on shutter makes it sound like it's going to be a creature feature so i was like i was really excited and then it starts with the guy or whatever running through the the woods and you hear all the growling and shit and i was like oh shit what yeah. are we in for now and then like it's it almost is like becomes an entirely different movie um you know from that point like it's like that that scene in the woods is like so not exactly what's coming afterwards yeah yeah exactly um so it uh, it worked. I mean, I, I recommend it, especially if you you know. I mean, horror comedy is difficult to pull off, and there there really right. haven't been kind of a lot of those released. Uh, I mean, there's certainly horror movies that have like moments of humor to kind of break the tension. Yeah. But yeah, I think the last really good one also was on, that I saw was also that Boys from County Hell on Shutter. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. 
Um, yes. But that's been, what, last year, year before, something uh, like that? Yeah, something so. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely give that one a try. Um, okay. So kind of saving uh, the best for last, so to speak. So it it actually worked out well that we were not able to do the show last night because you had gone to try to see Nope and mm-hmm. ended up at the only movie theater in a man <laughs> ninety mile radius that has Listen. experienced a power outage. <laughs> Look, like you can't make this shit up. The the same fucking thing happened when I um when I went to see it, the chapter one. Uh, different theater, but same result. So yeah. we were going to the uh masquerade, going to the plaza to see the four K Suspiria on the big screen. The okay. new uh, the the re release of the original Suspiria. In the theater. Not, not the I'll, Amazon one, but the, the one the the original, the, the original, Ar- yeah, okay. Argento, okay, yeah, and so I was so fucking excited, and we get from our exit uh, in Lynette to West Point and have mm-hmm. a flat tire, oh. and it took so long to get the tire changed that we were going to miss like a half an hour, and it's only a night like a ninety minute movie, yeah. right? And that kind of thing, and I was like, well, I don't really want to drive to Atlanta on a donut either, so yeah, so we were like, well fuck it you know it was the weekend that it opened mm-hmm. and um none of us had seen it so we was like we'll just go to to auburn and we'll see it and then you know deal with the tire tomorrow so we get to auburn and i'm sure i told this when we did it on the show before but anyway we get there and we're, we get out of the car we're about halfway through the parking lot and employees come out waving us to go away and they were like the power's out we don't know if it's coming back on it's like god damn it <laughs> So, so we ended up we ended up having to drive to the other side of Auburn to the old theater, and they actually we saw it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah. So so Saturday morning, I get up and I'm like, nobody's here. I'm by myself. I'm like, and it listen, you know, everybody has problems. We all have problems. Uh, it took me a while to talk myself <clears throat> into leaving the house in the first place. Cause yeah. I was like, Man, I don't want to go to the theater. There's going to be people there. I'm not. I just. I'm just. I'd rather sit at home. Right. I was like, no. I want to see this movie. I haven't been to the theater in a while. Right. And I want to talk about it on the show. So I got up and I got my got my shit together and I went to the theater and I got there five minutes before it was supposed to start. Um, and I go up to the door and it's locked. And this yeah. is like, it is scheduled for 10:30 a.m central which is eleven thirty my time so mm. so i'm pulling on the door it doesn't open and i'm like oh shit what's going on and then a couple other guys walk up they try the door it doesn't open because oh, i didn't say anything because i was like watch them like i watched me have fucked up yeah <laughs> and so so it didn't work for them either and they were kind of looking at me and i was like i don't know <laughs> and so, I, got like, a, I got nothing for you brother <laughs> i don't know what to tell you it didn't work for me either i don't know <laughs> like i don't have the key like i don't you know <laughs> Not, it wasn't a test. I'm not pranking you. Like, you know, I don't know how to get in either. So, so like, there's like five people or so outside, and we wait, stand there for 20 minutes, and then it's. I swear to God, it's like Family Guy or like The Simpsons, right? They send out that teenage kid that works yeah. at all the places. They send him outside to tell us that that the power had gone out, and they didn't know when it would be back, and then when it did come back, it would be a while before all their systems came back up and then they had to test every theater to make sure they were going to be able to play before they could show anything. You're like, it's a but movie we, theater. Like it's not I DEFCON know. 4. Like, we're not, right? 
You're not, it, it's a, this is an air traffic controller. And then he's like, but you guys are welcome to wait. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he goes to shut the door. <laughs> like, that's, that's my favorite part. You're welcome to wait. It's only 9 million degrees right. out. Can we, yes. can we wait inside? Oh, God, no. It's no. not even slightly overcast. Like, yeah. It is hot as balls. And he's like, please, wait out here. And then he locked the door back. And it's like... <laughs> like and it, everybody kind of looked at each other. And, and one guy... Um, started talking shit about the kid and then this lady that was there with her kid she was like you guys going to go look at the posters while we wait and I was like I can't handle any more of this shit I'm <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah because also like wouldn't they have other like showings like at some point in time they would just have to be like yeah we're just not doing it because right. we're going to have other uh, other shows I mean yeah like nope was the nope was what like i said 10 30 their time but i mean they were like kitty shit that was played and they like you know they were vans were starting to pull up and i left and i was like oh shit this is not good right <laughs> right yeah so i went on um uh friday afternoon um mm-hmm. and my company lets us on on uh, uh in the summer now you can work extra throughout the week um and then take off Friday afternoon. We don't schedule meetings and, and whatnot. So, um, and I, I had been, uh, kind of the past like three, four weeks when I've been doing this stuff, I've, I've had like stuff to do, like, you know, I'd help my son with some stuff a couple times and, um, try not to murder him while helping him. So that's, <laughs> that takes a lot of energy. Uh, you know, different other things popped up that I had to take care of. So I was finally like, going to the movie i'm not doing anything i'm just i'm going to the movie and i like i still wear like a mask in a movie theater because i just it's i know i'll probably i I could get covid anywhere at at, at this point because as a country we've just been like "Eh, it's fine um Mm -hmm. but I, i still don't like i don't eat out a lot i i don't you know i don't do a lot of things where i'm like really close to folks and then i always think like the movie theater like the circulation, I don't know what it is. So I, I wear a mask, and that is kind of a deciding factor for me as to whether or not I want to go see a movie. It's am I willing to wear a mask for a couple hours to see this mm. movie? And, like, when Thor came out, I was like, eh. <laughs> right. I'll see it eventually. <laughs> eh. But this movie, I was like, and, and it, doesn't, it, it doesn't affect my ability to enjoy it. it it's just an extra, like, it's, it's like, like you said, like, it's hard to get out of that. So you're always like, okay, I got to make the time. Then I got to go. Then I got to be around other people while watching a movie. And depending on the movie and depending on the people, that in and of itself is a chore. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then on top of that, I have to wear this N95 thing on my face and and mm-hmm. and and uh lament my poor teeth brushing skills for <laughs> two hours <laughs> um but i was surprised because i know where i live you know i live in florida it's the god's waiting room um there's old people and i know it one forty on a Friday afternoon but i thought for sure like there'd be younger people because it's summer so kids around it was all old people and i was like i guess i i know i'm not young i'm younger than them but i just was like i was surprised at the number of people old white people who are like i cannot wait for the new jordan peel hotness (laughs) get out was my shit you know (laughs) us was great i cannot wait 
Because uh, I was kind of looking. Around. I actually thought I was in the wrong theater. Like, <laughs> like the, it's not a very large theater. It's, it's literally only. Um, it's like either eight or ten screens. It is not a large theater. Mm. So like theater six, great. Walk, look it up. It says nope. Go in. <laughs> Stop. Look around. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, am I in the right? And I was left to make sure. So I sat down, and uh, there was a guy. Uh, who who had bought ticket a, a, a ticket in front of me and I did not see him and I was like okay I must be in the wrong this must be like whatever <laughs> some fucking Jane Austen adaptation or some shit like whatever the latest <laughs> uh, British yeah. import of some old lady saying. buying a dress or some shit I don't know <laughs> and I was just about to get up to see. Am I the right theater? And the movie started. And I was like, what are the odds? At the exact same time, there's another movie playing. Mm. And and it's like they're showing, you know, these like hard R trailers for like A24, like bodies. And I'm like looking around like, are, is anyone here as into this as I am right now? Because I cannot wait for that fucking movie to come oh, out. Like, and I'm just kind of going, is, and then I saw the guy and I was like, okay, we're in the right, we're in the right spot. We're in the right spot. I just, I'm still, I can't believe this is who I'm watching this movie with, but come on, let's go. Yeah, Yeah, it was like, there was one older couple and then one other guy Mm -hmm. in the theater today, so. Yeah. So old people love them some Jordan Peele, I guess. I guess so. They were just like, Drax them (laughs) scrounts! Hell yeah, Timothy! (laughs) Peace present! (laughs) Um, Okay, so what did you think of it? I I really liked it. I I didn't know for sure, um, Mm -hmm. because the reviews have been... Like all of his movies, they've been mixed. Um, you know, the reactions have been all the way one way or all the way the other. I don't see a yeah. lot of in between. Um, you know, and and I thoroughly enjoyed both of his other films. So this one, this one was no different for me. Um, like you know, it, it was his most straightforward. Uh, you know, there was no, there was a twist which I loved, but there yeah. was no like really big like you know. The, you know, it wasn't like the Shyamalan thing or whatever, where you're yeah. always waiting for that, you know, that moment. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Performances were fantastic. Yep. Um, you know, I, I saw a, a guy talking about the uh, reviewing it, and he was like, he didn't like it, mm-hmm. and his criticism was that it was boring, uh, and that nothing was happening. And I, I was never bored. No, you know, me I, neither. I thought the characters were all so like engaging and interesting and like, you know, they could just be having a conversation and I was sitting there like, yeah. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was all in. So I was talking to Lynn about it afterwards. And I was like, first of all, if you haven't seen what it's about, so, so Nope is about, um, the, the, uh, the Haywoods, uh, O.J. Haywood, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and uh, fantastic uh, Kiki Palmer as oh, as so as Emerald Haywood, and they run a horse training uh, farm uh, in service in uh, kind of about thirty miles or so north of Los Angeles. In this this farm that's kind of nestled in this valley, um, and they are both of them are descendant of of a jockey who was in the first. Very first, we consider the first movie as it was a uh, black man riding horse. It, it, multiple still pictures put together to make a moving picture, um, and they were kind of descendant from them. And the always fantastic Keith David plays yes. um, 
OJ's. So OJ stands for Otis Jr. He plays Otis Sr. And and the movie starts where, uh, you know, uh, Otis Sr. is is on on a horseback and he's helping train a horse and and OJ is bringing some tools back and then you hear this pop 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 pop, pop and you're kind of like oh it's hail like there's because mm. he looks up he sees a cloud then then you hear things hitting the ground. And you think, oh, it's hail. His father slumps down. Uh, and this isn't much of a spoiler. It turns out he got hit in the head uh, and, and was killed. But without getting into it, what he got hit in the head with is, is what then mm-hmm. kind of starts down this this road. Um, and OJ and Emerald realize that there's there's like an alien. What looks like a uh, there's like a flying saucer in the, the cloud. That really seems to like suck up things. I guess to do whatever aliens do, probe them right. or whatever. Uh, and then at the same time, um, Stephen Yoon plays this guy named Ricky J- Jupe. Uh, uh, he he was a he was a child actor who had starred in this show called Kid Sheriff, but he also starred in this show called Gordy's Home. Oh, which featured a chimpanzee that was Gordy, and in one of the episodes of Gordy's birthday, uh, his his co-star um, gives gives Gordy uh, a box of balloons, and they go up into the lights, pop, and Gordy flips out and essentially like murders, kills the the cast, yeah. while while Ricky is like watching from under the table, so. He he managed to kind of parlay his his career as a as a child star and kid sheriff into this very 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 off the strip. If this was a casino, it would be so far off the strip as it might as well not even be in Vegas theme park. That's all kind of like western themed. But he's also he also knows about the alien ship and he's been buying horses from the Haywoods uh, to to be bait for the ship to come and then kind of act as like a um uh an attraction at at the theme park. So then it becomes, you know, OJ and 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 Emerald trying to get a shot of the this ship because they figure that's how they're going to hit it big. They're going to get money to rescue their ranch is by by actually getting a picture of this thing or getting it on film, but because it stops uh, electronics, they enlist this um, cinematographer, Michael Wincott, who you might remember as the villain from from The Crow, uh, because he's this old school cinematographer. He built his own um, completely mechanical camera, and they figure they can get a shot of it, and then it, it, things kind of go from there, and there is a bit of a twist, and that's all that stuff. And, and where the, the title comes from is exactly what you might think is the number of times where someone looked in the sky, saw this thing, and just went, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and and I, I loved it, and I agree with you. I, I, it, 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 to me, it, it, it's one of his... It, it's one of his more straightforward films only because there wasn't a huge explanation because there really wasn't a huge explanation needed. It was, it was right. very much on the face of things, you know, kind of what it was like, right. But, but, but it was also just as kind of layered as his other films, because so much of this movie revolves around this idea of 
observing of 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 experiencing something not experiencing it but but observe like observing it mm-hmm. and and that being the value of of the experience is not that you experienced it not that what they were kind of going through is something that you would want to experience it, but, but that you, you saw it and you could kind of prove that you saw it and, and, and take advantage of that and, and cash in on that. Um, well, you know, there's a lot that they do. They play with, with, um, cause they get the, this guy, um, uh, angel who worked at fries, which I was reading a, an I article about, <laughs> about the movie. And one of the questions was, is fries a real store? I was like, yes, I know. fries is a real fries store. Is real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and he 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 kind of sets up all these video cameras, and he's like watching what's happening through the video cameras because he's not there. And his coworker is kind of like looking and going, "Oh, what happened to OJ?" Almost like yeah, it's a TV it show. Like yeah. to her, it's you know, like you're we're watching it. Like like OJ is like in danger, right. and they're kind of watching it, just going like, "Oh, hey, I wonder what happened to this character on my favorite show." Right. Um, and even like Ricky, uh, his. When he's recounting, he has a whole back room filled with, you know, memorabilia from the show that he was on, mm-hmm. and and when he's recounting the story of what happened when Gordy killed everyone, he's telling the story of of a, a Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes, that, that they wrote about it. Right. So so in he's not even able and and you could say well you know he was traumatized and this is how he deals with it but it's more like you know the it it it's that layer of abstract like not having experienced this thing i lived through this thing but like h- how are people like consuming it that that's where yes. his context to it is and yes. that you know kind of becomes with this thing too is it's not like holy shit that's an alien but how do we get this thing so that we can say we saw it, we were there, you know, mm-hmm. we have proof that, not that it exists, but that we saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, Oprah and shot. it's... Huh? <laughs> get the Oprah shot. Get the Oprah shot, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but then you also have, like, you know, so so I thought that was really cool because, you know, just on its surface, it, 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 it's like an alien movie. It, it, mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like if you... You know, like uh, like signs where you're like, okay, yes. you know, it starts off, it's kind of creepy, and you think, and then it turns out to be an aliens movie. And I think this is, has a lot more layers to it than Signs did. I I love Signs. Sure. I know a lot oh, of people too, shit yeah. on that movie, but I love Signs. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, but but it, yeah, it was just really kind of interesting to to kind of see all the different ways in which they kind of played with that type of stuff, um, but. Uh, like you said, there's there's not really. I mean, there is a twist, but also which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, and then, you know the way that the movie once once that kind of reveal happens, the way that you think back on things that maybe you're like, what? Why is this? Why are yeah. we looking at this? The way yeah. and then you're like, oh shit! Like it makes sense, you know that that the guy from the crow is watching what he's watching and, yeah. and kind of his some of his weird like yeah. cryptic you know speech things that he gives like yeah. and then walks away and shit yep. and then uh and then even the the gordy show which yeah i'll tell you man one of the things that i've seen people say is this is not a horror film and i'm like fuck you like if you wasn't scared shitless of a chimpanzee i don't know what what you're looking for uh yeah from, i mean from horror but i understand 
it, when you compare it to you know us or Get Out, I mean it's 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 a lot less sure kind of paranormal supernaturally. Like I said to Linda, like to me it, rem- it reminded me of almost like an episode of like The Outer Limits or The Twilight Zone, where yes. you know it was very kind of creepy and off-putting, and there's something about it that just doesn't feel right, and it's that mm-hmm. feeling that you're kind of sitting with yeah. the entire time. But then also, like I I was never sure of anyone's survival. Yeah. I, I felt like. I felt and, like everyone. I felt like every single character was was on was at yeah. risk. It was nothing. Nothing yes. was off the table yep. in terms of who was going to make it out of this. Well, thing. that and you, and you know, uh, uh, fire in the sky, which scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Know, like, oh my god! Yes. There's a scene in this movie. There's a scene in Fire in the Sky, and everybody knows the scene. Yeah. So it's it's the 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 bed sheet, the wet yeah. bed sheet looking thing. There's a scene in this movie that is on that level for me yeah like and, and and it's probably just the you know where i was watching this movie and yeah. the speakers being so big and loud and everything yeah. but like if i'd been watching it at home maybe it wouldn't have hit me the same way but i literally was holding my breath i was like i can't fucking breathe you know, you know and and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the speakers because i mean the sound design in this movie is absolutely fantastic yes um i i i was going to see it in imax i i kind of wimped out just because the, the IMAX theater is 30 or so minutes away. Mm-hmm. Theater by me is 10 minutes. And I just, the way my yeah. day ended up going, it I as it is, I basically like was only there for like a couple minutes before it started. Um, so I wouldn't have been able to make the, the IMAX show. But I mean, my God, the soundscape in this thing, um, you know, just going from the sounds of, of the ship and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then like when it's quiet, like you can hear how quiet it's it is. So dead, like deadly quiet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Michael Wincott, his voice, it's just so, you know, that gravelly, just very, I can't co- believe that dude doesn't get more work, man. I know it's so <laughs> quiet, but so commanding at the same time. Yeah. You're just kind of like when he did the whole flying purple people eater i was yeah. like just hang on every word of what right. its face is such a stupid song like right. i remember i singing it as a kid right. you know right you know and 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 it's funny because like God, so many times right where they just take some some pop song and they try to remix it all melancholy for like a trailer you know it's that fucking mad worldification right like ever since gears right. did it Yes, <laughs> or uh, Donnie Darko, or whatever, yeah. and uh, and so so many things try to do it, and you're just like whatever. And then this this cat is just literally <laughs> saying the lyrics to "Flying Purple People Eater," and you're just hanging on every word because of the way that he talks. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so my my take, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've read stuff too where they're just like, I don't understand what the big deal with Gordy is. Like, why did they show that? And and I'd kind of was wondering that too. But then, like, kind of the more I thought about it, I'd be interesting to hear your take on it. My take on it was, you know, Ricky, his whole experience working with animals at that point was that they were almost like tools, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you used animals was you you use them as tools they were even though in the case of of gordy gordy freaked out but gordy didn't try to kill him when gordy does recognize oh that's ricky he goes in for the fist bump you know he doesn't see ricky as something that i am going to attack he's like oh here's my friend 
And so Ricky's, you know, even though he saw what happened, he's he's kind of looking at, you know, animals or nature, or whatever, as something to use. Yes. Whereas OJ, he trains animals, and he recognizes that these things will fuck you up if yeah. you, not necessarily give them a chance, but if you don't kind of come to them in a respectful way where yes. you understand them. Mm-hmm. And and that difference in kind of how ha- I feel like the scene and everything with Gordy and him kind of still like he wasn't like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to talk about that. That was the most horrifying moment of my life. Like he's got a shrine to it. You know, the way he talked about it to him, however you want to say he was hiding things or he, the way he kind of processed it was like, well, that was that sucked that happened, but it's still well, it's like, yeah, it's like a, a car crash, but you yeah. still got to ride in a car. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's still a means to an end, and it's a perfectly right. acceptable means to an end. Right. Yeah, same. I, it, it was that, and I and I, and I go back to uh, one of the things that Michael Wincott was talking about where he was like, you know, uh, uh, these things have a spirit, and it's your job to break their spirit, but you can't always do that. You know, that, that you, ha- you need to respect, like you said, come at them with, in a, from a – perspective of respect you know they're still animals and you know yeah. they they naturally have instincts and, and and things that they're you know they they do and if you don't respect that things can go horribly wrong or you know right. you don't understand that things go horribly wrong and that's kind of you know he says ask Siegfried and Roy about it you know what I mean yeah like, exactly yeah <laughs> you know exactly it was exactly that I thought yeah yeah I think you're 100% right yeah, but it was it was just interesting, and I mean, God, Stephen Yoon, just what a fucking talent! He's so good. I mean, he's so good. Such a small role, but still, right. just yeah, you know, yeah. surprisingly mean, small role. I didn't expect that because he's in all the the promos and stuff, and I thought he he was going to be a, a bigger thing than he was. But so, man. How, how how much of the trailers did you watch? Very little. I remember seeing the first one. The I think it was a Super Bowl or something. Okay. They showed that thing, and it was basically just Daniel Kaluuya like riding the horse away yeah, from yeah, a cloud yeah. or something, something like that. Okay, I saw nothing else, and I'd seen like Steve Yoon and like the cowboy outfit and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But okay. I, mean, I didn't know anything about anything else. Okay, well then remind me. I don't, I don't want to talk about it on the show because I want I don't want things to be spoiled for mm-hmm. people. Um, but there's. <laughs> There's a shot in, well, I'll talk to you about it, but there's a shot in the trailer that in retrospect, when I saw it, I was like, I almost felt like it was intentionally put there to okay. mislead people. And I'm sure that it wasn't that there's, there's meaning to it, mm-hmm. you know, in the context of, you know, what it was. Uh, but afterwards I was like, that motherfucker put that in there to make you think <laughs> it's one thing. Like, like props to him. Like, <laughs> okay. <All> right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you about it after this. But, um, but yeah, like for me, I loved it just because, you know, I, I, I just like, you know, seeing just any filmmaker kind of expand into, to new ideas and, and new, you know, new territories, but still kind of maintaining, um, you know, what makes them special as a filmmaker yes. or what, you know, they're, they're kind of unique things that they bring to the table. And that's kind of how I look at this. Like, you know, it, it, to me, it was more, cause now I got to go rewatch fire in the sky. Uh, to me, it was more science fiction, you know, like I said, more yeah. outer limitsy than, than like a horror movie. I still can completely understand, um, you know, w- 
people being scared while watching it. But um, you know, compared to his other works, I uh, I didn't feel it was you know in that. Like I would have a hard oh. time, I think, classifying I I just, as a horror movie. But same, I just you know people that that yeah. My my thing was there are horrific there are horror elements to it and and the ones that are there they really worked for me like i was yeah. fucking scared of that chimp <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah well that's you know? the thing i mean yeah i i i mean i still remember that the one that the the woman who had the new story and and it, and it tore her hands off and tore her face yeah. off and right like fuck <laughs> so just seeing that and, and in that um that environment yeah with the birthday hat on he's got a birthday hat on he's wearing his little like suspenders and his little striped sweater yeah but his fucking hands are covered in blood and yeah stuff. i was yeah. like fuck <laughs> yeah and then and then the the scene you see because you see that at the very beginning but then you you see a, an extended yes. Yes, the extended one. And was good lord, even and what worse. you hear is so yeah. much worse than what you see. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus Christ, it was brutal, man. Like, so, so I don't get people saying that there were no horror elements yeah. and it was boring and stuff. Like, no, I didn't think that at all. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely make you re- rethink uh, War for Planet of the Apes. You're like, uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. put that one on the back burner for a little while. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but. um yeah, but it was it was you know it's, it was it was great to be back in the theater watching a the Jordan Peele film. So I'm, it sure I was, was really really happy. Uh, so um, okay, and then also real quick, <laughs> uh, I know you don't do trailers, and I know you're not a huge Marvel fan. That Wakanda Forever trailer to me was just fucking fantastic. Yeah, I it was loved good. It. I saw it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, you know, coming out of uh, SDCC and all the the plans and Phase Four and Five and Six and blah 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 and all that shit. And, it, and it's interesting. I was talking to 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 Linda about this, and I was like, you know, to me the the difference I feel in the way in which people who either still read comics or grew up reading comics maybe would approach this stuff, and people who are just their soul exposure to marvel stuff is mcu stuff because like you know what i was telling linda was like you know unless you had a shit ton of money and a shit ton of time you didn't read all the books you just mm-hmm. you had your favorites whether it was an artist or a writer or a um you know character, a, a character. Yeah. you like those books and you might go oh okay you know the, the example i gave was like if if the summer crossover was you know blammo eats the universe you know <laughs> maybe blammo eats the universe you know Issue two was a Fantastic Four book. Okay, fine. You pick up that Fantastic Four book, mm-hmm. but you don't normally read Fantastic Four. You're you're only reading it because you're following this story that spans, you know, multiple uh, right. books for the summer, and then you perfectly happy to ignore Fantastic Four the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I saw these complaints of people online after SCCC that were just like, you know enough with the Marvel stuff. Like, there's too much. I can't, I can't follow all of it. I can't watch all of it. I, I, and I'm like, you don't have to watch all of it. Like, right. if you don't give a fuck about She-Hulk, don't watch She-Hulk. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's, the, it's <laughs> like, like, I think that with the exception of Multiverse of Madness, which, you know, if you hadn't watched WandaVision, you'd be like a little lost. But for the most part, like, they do a pretty good job of, establishing things well enough in movies for you to go, yeah, all right, I get it. I don't get all of it, but I get it. Right, right. 
Um, right. And same thing with the the TV shows, like you know, because you know, it's just like if you didn't see Falcon and Winter Soldier, you don't need to know why Sam is Captain America. Fucking, I mean. He, he Steve gave him the shield at the end of yeah. of Endgame. Right. Like, right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> so. So I like look at it. It's just like like I didn't see Eternals in the theater. I didn't see Eternals until it hit video, and I was perfectly fine. And if I had not seen Eternals, nothing would have happened, and I would not have the movie yeah. that I did go. The next one I did choose to see, it wouldn't have been like, oh my god, I I don't know what's going on. Right, exactly. And it's just it's it's funny to me because I, I it's like you don't it's just like it, it's it's just like any the real world life cinematic universe. If you don't want to see a movie, <laughs> don't fucking go see a movie. Right. So like if you watch Law and Order, you don't have to watch every Law and Order. You could just watch the Law and Order that you like. Right. Um, but I, so I don't know what it is about like Marvel stuff that people are like, well, I have to watch all of it. It's like you really don't like you you really I mean you really don't. I mean, if you want to, sure, but right. you know, it's cool that people care that much. But at the same time, it, just, it certainly shouldn't be like ruining your life or making exactly, you, like, exactly. Like, upset and that's the that thing is so like people are like, well, Marvel should stop making so much because people are going to get sick of it. And I'm like, but they won't. In the same way that, like, CBS isn't going to stop making shows because they have you know sixteen primetime shows on the air, right? They're going to be like, whoa, right. slow down, CBS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to watch all these shows. Like, well, who the yeah. fuck's expecting you to? Like, right. relax, exactly. man. <laughs> if you don't want to watch The Good Doctor, don't watch it. <laughs> the CBS television universe makes exactly. any sense. Right, exactly. Not- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, just, it's so bizarre to me that uh, but I was like, okay, whatever. I was, I will admit though, I was like, you can't call something Daredevil born again. That's, that's a, that's a very specific thing. That can't just be the term you use to reboot it or whatever. No. Yeah. That's like, you call him Daredevil, he's wearing the tights. Like that's, yeah. (laughs) Like there are panels from that book that are like, I still see them. Yes. I close my eyes and I can draw them from memory. And like the, the narration and some of that shit, like you can't just call it born again and then just right. be like eh. we just meant he's back no 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 no, no. don't don't <laughs> you can't do that right right yeah. exactly yeah yeah so but good for charlie cox continuing to get work so yeah man um okay so you've been playing what is the name of the show uh the game i you told me and i had seen it and i cannot remember I think it's As Dusk Falls. As Dusk Falls, that's right. So that's uh, was new on Game Pass last week, right? Yeah. Uh, is it an episodic, or is it like it's fully baked? No, uh, it's 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 a whole game. It's just okay. the, the way you play it. It's in chapters. Okay. Like, so you play like for an hour, hour and some change, and then it's like end of chapter. It's one of those. It's like um, it's like the uh, Life is Strange. Like, well, I haven't played those. But oh, okay. It's, it's like uh, it's not like that where they're like they come out episodically like this uh-huh. is the whole game you know it's out it's one story um but it, it kind of jumps back and forth in time and it's it's mm-hmm. like a one of the tell not telltale um dark pictures anthology one of those games. oh okay in that you know it's it's a lot of just button prompts and and decision making and then the story branches based on the decisions you make and stuff like that um you know, and the, and, the, and my the one drawback from it and the thing that honestly i almost didn't play it and i talked about this was the the 
style in which it's done. Mm-hmm. That like motion comic style, yeah, yeah. and I can't stand that shit. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I got really excited for something when I saw that it was a movie. There was a movie of it, mm-hmm. and I didn't know like it was that. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was an animated version of a comic that I really liked because you know DC does that. You know, yeah, they they so, did that. Um, yeah, I watched the Blacklist. I, I I'm all in on the NBC Cinematic Universe. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I watched the Blacklist, and 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 it, during the pandemic, they had you know it was when everybody was shutting down um, production. They mm-hmm. they actually did a motion comic as like the last episode of the season. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean they they had some narration that I think people like you know James Spader went to his coat closet and recorded some dialogue and, <laughs> right. and they pulled some stock footage and then they cobbled together this weird you know rotoscoped <laughs> and I was yeah. like and it was like only 40 minutes long. I don't know how they managed to sell. They were probably giving commercials away at that point. Just like, right. please buy air. I know we don't care. Yeah. And it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I just, I just don't dig that style. And, and some of the, it's, it's like, it was pretty jarring when I first started playing the game because, you know, it's got full voice narration, all that stuff, voice actors, stuff like that. But it's just, it's like a still image, and then somebody will say something, and then their head will slightly shift, and their face will take on this like shocked look or to yeah. emphasize what they just said, right? But at the same time, there there will be a character standing in in the foreground, do it moving like that, yeah. like he's a, you know, like he's he's on like two frames per second, and then in the background a car will drive by full. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Is- why not animate the characters to hell with the car? Like, well, I don't understand <laughs> this decision making. It's like your priorities are all out of whack. <laughs> so, so for me to get past that, it was going to have to be because of the story. If the story like hooked me and I was actually interested in it, and it, man, does it do that? Like, gangbusters. Like, I'm all in. Like, is it a, is it like a paranormal type of thing, or is it like a no, detective story? It, or no, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, sort of a heist gone wrong slash family oh, in the wrong place shit. Long time man Hell i'm telling yeah. you it's a fucking good one too so so basically it's it's the story is like two different sets of characters um this family who the the dad has lost his job at the the airline there was some kind of an accident and basically what it was was there was something wrong with the what the, their practices where they were doing they were cutting corners and stuff and he mm-hmm. called them out and was like hey this is going to be a problem and they ignored him and then it was a problem and people got injured and he got fired and, okay uh, so uh, his family is, is moving across the country from i think it's arizona to um to missouri mm-hmm. and so he's in it's him and his wife and their little girl and then his dad who like skipped out on him when he was a kid and like didn't see him for 30 years and they haven't really where I'm at now they haven't gotten into much of that mm-hmm. but there's obviously some you know some animosity there stuff like that and and they're driving in the car and they almost get hit by this truck this truck full of like local like redneck boys or whatever uh-huh. and they're coming by and they run them off the road and then the guys back up and he thinks, you know, the dad's like, oh, they're coming back at least. And he's like, guys, you know, hey, that was close. And then the one guy's like, learn how to drive, asshole. And he just, they take off again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and so you, you kind of deal with the, the car's fucked up and there's a, like this little hotel down the road stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then the perspective shifts to those boys in that truck. Okay. And they're actually on their way to rob this house. 
Oh. And it, the younger brother doesn't want to do it. He's just there, kind of peer pressured in by his brothers. And his, his older brothers have had a little trouble with law in the past, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and their, their heist goes horribly wrong, and they end up on the run from the cops, and they come back. They, they pull in behind that same hotel, hide the truck, go inside with guns and shit, and they're holding the people hostage. And that's kind of the, the premise as far as where I'm at anyway. And I'm, okay. like I said, it's, it's a six chapter game and I'm, I'm into chapter three, so I'm, I'm not wow. quite halfway. Yeah. Wow. Really like fucking it. good. Really good story. Just cool. if you can get past that animation, it's, and, it's really good. And so how many, like, would you say, uh, um, kind of decision points does it seem like there's a lot um and 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 at the end of each chapter it it shows like this branching tree and and your the percentage of players that picked what you picked it does one of those things oh i love those yeah and and it and, and it shows you like the squares on the tree that that are the the story paths you didn't take but it doesn't show you like the thumbnail of the thing it's just a blank square okay so i guess if you're going to do everything you kind of fill it in as you make the different decisions oh so like uh, in in the dark picture games where it'll be like here's a the butterfly or here's mm-hmm. the, yes okay and then it's another one of those games where uh, you can play with multiple people and i'm not sure exactly how that works so i've oh, just been playing cool. solo um and the way it works is kind of like jackbox where you you got a code and you're invited to a the room so to speak and you play on your phone there's an app for the game and people can play it on their phone you oh, know, that's cool instead of having to hold controllers so yeah. yeah it would be interesting to see how that works i don't i'm not sure exactly because yeah. like i said i just play it solo i know that they added something like that to the quarry well, yeah, they, like, apparently you can vote. People can vote on, yeah, what to okay. do. I know there there was a thing. Um, uh, Auspicious Angel was was saying because uh, Angela played Man of Medan, uh-huh. and and he was saying if you guys decide to do Little Hope, you know, there's a bug. Uh, and I was like, of course I'll pre-play Little Hope, but wait, there's multiplayer? Like I had no clue. Yeah, me neither. And, yeah. Oh wait, actually, online. they all do. Yeah, I mean, Adam and Dan no didn't, but the other ones do. Apparently, yeah. and I had no idea. So, so Angela and I are playing Little Hope right now, actually. And and the way that works is like, uh, she plays one character, and and you're playing another one. And there's oh. there's story shit going on, like in the living room for me. That's not happening when she's in the bedroom playing, and it's shit that I didn't see when I played it. By so, myself. so you're not on the same. It's not like you're handing her the controller, and then and no. she's oh, no. so you're literally. So like like so so little hope for instance at the beginning you know when the, like the professor is like playing darts and talking to the redheaded kid yeah 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 I was Dan and the short haired pixie haircut girl that that couple I was on in a different part of the bar having a completely different conversation no shit yeah it was fucking cool I was like wait I don't I never saw this and I guess it was happening in the background in my game but I didn't you know I didn't know it didn't prompt me to go over there wow. Huh, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. I thought it'd be something where like you would hand off the controller and then get in a huge fight <laughs> right. over why, how could you just completely fuck up our <laughs> right. run? Like like how could you get her killed? We were not gonna Yeah. We're going for a no death run and they're just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a real relationship, you know, sabotage situation. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you go sleep with your girlfriend if it's so important for her to stay alive, motherfucker? Because you ain't in this bed. Okay. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. 
Um, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to play that. I saw that there's a bunch of stuff that kind of came out, including uh, the uh, Torment Tides of Numeria, which I had started playing on the PC and then just for whatever reason dropped it. But I'll absolutely give that game another try um, via via Game Pass. Um, and, you know, in terms of my own Game Pass thing. Um, so I, I did finish Mass Effect 2. Uh, uh, I'm in the the middle of Mass Effect 3. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting playing them all back to back just to see, you know, the systems that they decided to keep and the ones, you know, that they, you know, in 3 where they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, pick this thing from 1 and this thing, these things from 2 and, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it's... I, I guess at the time... I didn't notice it or just whatever, but it's like just they still continue to not understand like that there's different body types of people, <laughs> like, especially women. Like every, you know, even like when Edie makes herself a body and she's got, you know, big boobs and it's like, yeah. come on, you know, but also like, like when you, like I just, like I spent a lot of time looking at their clothing going, how would you physically put boobs in that like you'd have to somehow yeah. hold it and shove it in and then get the other one like i don't well, think <laughs> i read like that they edited some of the stuff out from the originals in this in the remaster like, I, I saw a couple of screenshots like side-by-side screenshots of scenes and like one scene shepherd's having a conversation with uh uh chuck's girlfriend i think it was yeah the the, the actress that i always say chuck's girlfriend yeah um but yeah, and, and in the the original, it's a full on close up of her ass yes. in, in the foreground, and then Shepard in the background, in uh, like blurred out. And then in the the remaster, it's like her lower back up instead of her whole ass. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, they fixed some of it at least. They 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 really did. Just I mean, it's like you know, <laughs> they, they're just like it was like you know basically just made by people who are like, do you ever want a fucking alien? No, not really. Well, you're gonna. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, also, like, yeah, this is a video game, right? Only, like, pathetic male virgins play those, right? Yep, throw another ass in there. Exactly. Right. Like, every species has boobs. Why? Yeah. That makes zero sense. They all have boobs! Like, okay. Yeah. You realize that's not how it is on Earth, right? Like, you know. Hey, man, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know. And it's it's you know it it does the thing that's just it kind of struck me it's just like that's this clothing this seems completely like this is just not how anyone would ever like you would just not physically be able that is not a chest piece that you're like putting on and then fastening from behind so you can get everything in place before you fasten that's a shirt that you're putting head through arms through and then you got to what reach up I guess and get the girls in the right spot I, who would know like that's not how. Yeah. That'd be like if the, if the pants had special places for the, your balls. Like each ball went in its own <laughs> little holder. Like every guy in Mass yeah. Effect has like tight leather pants and you can see where each testicle goes. And you're, you yeah. look at it and you're like, I would not wear those. I'd wear a skirt for Christ's sake. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. like Mass Effect 4, if they ever do it, it should just all be just like tube tops. Just like, we're not even dealing with that shit. This <laughs> is... It's a piece of elastic around yeah. the top. Uh, the rest of it all just hangs loose. <laughs> just, <laughs> but um, it's still like I mean, three. It's interesting because as I played it, they all still have the faults that they they had when I played them, and and I I still enjoy them for what they were 
in the same way. Like I, two is still the best one. You know, the individual loyalty missions that that you know getting the this feeling of this ragtag bunch of misfits together mm-hmm. for this suicide mission. You know, doing everything you can to make sure that that people survive. Like that is still great. Um, you know, three that all the extra things you're kind of doing to try to build up military strength, like uh, while you know like, you kind of have to do it, you're at the same time. It's it's kind of like it's a bit much. You're just a little kind of exhausted by all of it. And and this is me knowing how little it mattered at the end of three. Anyway, um, the the only difference is there's a bunch of DLC for three that I had never played. Mm. And it's just part of it, um, including this one like shore leave one where it's like you get an apartment and then, um, you know, the, the, a clone of Shepard comes after you and you know, they have try mm. to throw some stealth stuff in there that 100% does not work. Um, then, you know, there, you have a party and it's like I felt playing this game where I was hosting a party the same way I would feel if I was actually hosting a party where I was like, I am exhausted. I just want these people out of my house. Like, <laughs> cause we're like, go mingle with everyone. I'm just like, Oh, like, okay. You get a while. Like, I don't mind going to parties. I like hanging out with people, but I don't throw parties because I will get to a point where I'll be like everyone out half an hour in. I'd be like, all right, I think we're good. Are we all good. We're good. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I'm playing this and they're like, go mingle with the girl. Uh, so you mingle with everyone. And then the robot's like, what do you want to do now? What kind of music do you want to play? And it's like, I want to play music. I want to go to bed. It's eight o'clock. I want to be in my pajamas. Just go home. <laughs> and then they, you know, they add all this other shit like, Oh, well there's like a fake shooting range. Why? Who cares? Like, right. You know, but, Especially um, Jesus DLC after what a sixty-hour game or whatever. Like, no, well, I don't need a shooting range now. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, you know, what they forget. I think that some of the one of the pieces of DLC where you get um, the character Javik or whatever his name is, a character. I think that was like a pre-order bonus, so it was like just integrated mm-hmm. into the game. But yeah, some of these like major plot point ones, like the one, uh, the Omega one, and the um, this one called Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that one. I th- they released them like after the fact. I think I, I guess they're just assuming people would just play it all over again, and it's like, yeah. you know, whereas the ones that they came out with, I seem to remember for two, they bridge the gap, like bring down the sky, because mm-hmm. um, that like was referenced at the beginning of three. That's the whole reason you're in jail. But they actually, you know, you could have played through, and then there's another one, the Shadow Broker one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those those bridge the gap between two and three. So it's perfectly fine because you knew another game was coming. Whereas once three's done, you're just like, well, why the f- you know, like you said, I spent sixty hours doing this, but why am I going to fucking spin up a new game just so I can do this? Like, yeah. Um, and they finally did get rid of the the Bioware points, so now like just all the DLC is just free. So if you still have the mm. old games, you can just go go get it, or you can oh nice get the Legendary Edition where it's just all well, thrown in there. So mm. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'll be glad when it's done because three oh, the three games in a row. Like I was kind of reading, I had some questions about something, and people were like, oh yeah, my sixth. I played all three of them six times. I'm like, oh my god. Oh Jesus, no! <laughs> Not have, like this. Like I know I play a lot of Destiny, but my God, like that's yeah. you know at least there's new shit to get. Like once you've done everything, like yeah. okay, twice, sure. If yeah. You want to? There's different. You know the big the big changes, big plot points. You know you want to go full Renegade, full Paragon, whatever. Right. 
but beyond that, like, what? Why? But hmm. what do I know? Um, so, and then I think after this, yeah, I'll, I'll probably play Dusk Falls. I think there was another game that came out at the same time as that. I just a new one, but I don't remember hmm. what it was. Um, anyway, so uh, and I still have Chorus. I started that, but I, I have not gotten very far in it. Maybe like yeah, I mean, yeah, half first an hour. mission. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Cool. 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 Well, uh, I think we definitely made up for lost time. So that was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of good stuff to watch. Um, definitely check out. You know, if if you know, even if you don't care about Guar, you've never heard of them. Like, definitely, if you have a subscription, check it out because it it really is an entertaining, and it's a it's a totally original band and you'll not, you'll not see anything like it anywhere so no <laughs> um, you know, I know I know we had kind of talked about it already but I, I just want to kind of reiterate like it's it's like nothing else <laughs> yeah also yeah uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram uh, and you'd like to get kind of a, a little a look at uh, what a Guar show is like I'm gonna post a couple of clips that I took uh, from that show I went to in uh, I think it was I don't remember when it was the end of last year Oh, okay. Uh, I've got some, some video that I put on my personal Instagram, but um, I'm going to put it up on the, the werewolves one for the after this show goes up. Nice. So. Doing it for the gram. I always, whenever, I don't, did you ever watch Atlanta? No, I didn't, no. <laughs> Whenever I hear Instagram, I always think of, there's a, there's an episode of Atlanta where, um, oh, I forget, uh, ZZ Bats there, his girlfriend, um. God, I forget what her name is on the show. She goes to Drake's house because Drake's having a party. Mm. And she's like, I need to get a picture of Drake. My Instagram is weak as fuck. <laughs> That's like what I always think about. It's when it says I'll tell you, man. Our, our Instagram is probably also considered weak as fuck. Like, but but the, the interaction that I do get from the wonderful people who interact with our account, they're, uh-huh. they're consistently supportive of the bullshit I put on there. So I thank hats off to all of them. I thank them very much. Yeah. I'm not even on it. I, I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> right. So you're, you're our, you're our director of social media. So <laughs> no wonder. Congratulations. You've been promoted. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, <laughs> uh, that's it for us. This has been episode 152. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and uh, we look forward to spending uh, some more time with you in the next couple weeks. For myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night, and happy. Happy.